0: Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin.
1: Are you sure he's
0: not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 64 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel and with me as always is Neve Briggs. Not a great weekend for Munster or the Irish women, either, Neve. so... uh It was a tricky one, looking back, analysing both those games. Um, We'll start with with your results and and game in in Wales. Uh, It was disappointing. Uh, A lot of optimism going into the game. An excitement, a little bit unknown as well. And we spoke about it last week, how good Wales potentially could be and what they were going to bring to the party. Um, So it was a hard one to pick yourselves up from. But uh, just what was your take on it?
1: Yeah, we were incredibly disappointed um as a whole group, I think, after the game. Um I don't think we envisaged uh, uh the physicality that Wales and the speed that Wales brought, but I don't think we really um would have taken into account the fact that we um, um allowed them that time and space in the ball. I think we were passive and a little bit shell shocked from the from the very start and um but the big thing, I suppose, that we're taking in, you know, coming through this is the fact that, you know, we worked our way to, you know, we gave away three or four scrum penalties in the first half. And then by the end of it, we were getting our own penalties back and, and definitely played better, more like ourselves in the second half. But we had a very, very honest review together as a group on Monday. And, you know, sometimes you can you can be a bit weary about how squads take that and um, which way it'll be taken. But to be fair to this group, you know, they're, very much accepted responsibility in terms of we need what we need to do to, to put a better performance on this week and and I think that number one that experience that first game in the six nations would be huge for lots of this group and also um we trained really well yesterday really well today so far so um I think we're just kind of ready to put right some wrongs I think from our own point of view just in relation to stuff that are we speak about it all the time you know our non-negotiables our ability to be um physical our ability to get off the line, our ability to get off the ground, um stuff like that that um I think we were probably a little bit passive of about um at the weekend. Um we just kind of went back into our shells a small bit. Um this weekend obviously it's a, another huge test but one that we're probably looking forward to a bit now knowing that you know we've we've had that game under our belts and think that that's been that, that'll be huge for us.
0: Will it be hard to pick the players up? There's a lot of younger players and players that Six Nations rugby is new to. Um, will it be difficult to pick them up? or are they, are they excited and enthusiastic to get out there again and, and fix the issues and the problems that went wrong?
1: Yeah, look, I, I imagine Monday was definitely difficult for lots of players, for, for us as coaches as well. We had to go through that game on a fine two-come and, and you know, it couldn't be a case of loads of things went wrong, which was a case of, okay, these are the couple of things I really need to concentrate this weekend to make us better. Um, and, and to be fair, the players have bought in. There were loads of energy yesterday, training loads again this morning. So um, there definitely does seem to be an air of, it's calm, there's nobody pressing panic buttons yet. I think they're very aware of the group in terms of, you know, the Nicholas, the, the highest cap player in the squad, just got 30 caps after last weekend, I think, so still a very raw and young group that we've got and it's unfortunate that they've got to find their way on the international stage but that that's the, the here and the now and we've just got to move on and we've just got to get better and like I hope and I feel that we might have done that and I think having a home game this weekend is huge going to court again this weekend is huge for us and, and we've got good memories there as a women's group and women's rugby in general so hopefully you know we get a good crowd out to uh, to cheer us on
0: is is the word patience needed here again and um is it a bit unfortunate, but is it just a reality that people have to be patient um just reading some comments online uh, lots of people are positive and behind the team. there's some negativity there, people saying there should be different changes in the team and it's it's part of uh, um you know system errors and and setups that should have been better years ago. My argument to that, it's a very difficult one for you as a coach and I'm not pressing you on that. It's difficult because lots of changes were implemented in the review that came out last year and uh, lots of positive stuff has been happening around, around women's rugby um, and you can't just suddenly, uh, you know, 23 of these Welsh players were playing, they're playing in the English Premiership. So is it a case of that—that that is just a reality and you've got to make do with what you have at the moment, get the girls better? Um and there needs to be a little bit of patience here because just as yeah, but, I've said, um, you know, you need all your players probably playing at a high level to really improve and compete and be winning these games. Wales have moved on to a different level.
1: Yeah, look, no disrespect. I don't think it's a case have got to make do. I think we've got players that are more than capable of playing on the international stage. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, gotta, like just, I didn't no, mean it no, like that. I No, no, you're fine. But we just got to set standards for ourselves and hold ourselves to account I think you know we used to not play well in patches. We just got beaten up physically. We were under pressure at our set piece, and we were very lateral in terms of our passing. We were slow and ponderous. So just you know, there are things that we can fix. The relevance of whether we're playing in the Premiership or we're not, and you know, it 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 kind of irks me a small bit that if you know. Like give by saying that loads of Welsh players are playing in the premiership but it's almost saying that what we do here in Ireland is not fit for purpose and that's not the case there's lots of people working very very hard behind the scenes to make sure that you know from a structure point of view club game is getting stronger we've all we've both spoken about it before that club game needs to continue to get stronger and needs to get better for sure but um, I do think that I just think that for for whatever reason, be it nerves, be it occasion, be it um, you know, not understanding um, you know international test arenas. I think you know we just got we just got hit by a, a juggernaut last weekend and we couldn't slow it down. I think we're much more aware of what's coming this weekend, um, and we've just got to prepare as best for it. And um, but we've got to hold ourselves to account too as a whole group. We've got to be. Harder on ourselves in terms of what we're trying to do and and how we're trying to get better. And you know, Greg's brilliant at, at bringing that that group together in terms of making them understand. But in terms of the detail, John, Dennis, and I have been working incredibly hard to empower those players. But to a certain extent, those players got to keep going in terms of and buying into what they're what we're doing. They've been incredible this week I'm, I'm not sure we could have had a review like it when I was playing I think we've been very very honest both as a playing group to us as coaches and and back and I just think that it's parked now we've looked at France on Tuesday we've you know we've got our game plan and our structure and plan in, in place of what we're trying to do and and now we've just got to go and express ourselves and I think that's going to be really important for us
0: Are you confident that the team can obviously after that review do a lot better? And, and yeah, execute usually. some of those basics better. And I like the fact that you're not making excuses as regards the premiership. Um look, there's a very obvious one, the power and the physicality was something yeah, it was that's huge. it's hard to kind of you know, you have to find ways to play against that. If you're even in the men's game, if you're playing against a bigger physical side, you've got to find ways to. Um, to we'll to, be to looking at that.
1: Sure this this weekend, I would imagine coming up against a huge South African side, it's going to be. Th- if you if you, you know what I mean, if you can't match that power, then you've got to be technically astute in everything that you do, and we just weren't. We weren't. Our breakdown was was poor in terms of we just didn't support the ball carrier enough quickly enough and low enough to be able to to be able to play at a tempo that we want to be able to play at. We've spoken about the set piece already and and you're right, you know, we've just got to be technically better. And um yeah, look, I'm confident that we'll be able to be more cohesive for sure and put more pace on it. And um, and if we can do that then, you know, we're just definitely in a better a better stead than what we were last weekend.
0: Yeah, because if you look at the stats, um, you know, you had fifty percent possession, they had a probably a nudge in the territory 60-40 time and possession. You had more more ball than them at times. So anyway, it's um, hopefully you can pick yourselves up and uh, get back on track. And I know you're playing a very strong French team team this week. Down in Musgrave Park, quarter past three on Saturday. So anyone that is listening and can do get out and support the women again on Saturday and uh, hopefully you can find a performance. Okay. We got to move on. It's... um, it's not the easy part, me being a coach when you when you lose these matches. And people often ask me, well, why don't I coach? And and uh for various different reasons. not that I made a conscious decision. I do coach um underage teams and stuff like that. But God, it's a it's a nightmare when you lose these games, isn't it? It's a uh, it's oh, some please. roller coaster from the high of winning and then a week yeah. later you can get Um, you can lose very very
1: quickly though you learn to separate that emotion from the process and um, I think that's definitely something I've learned being involved in an environment like this I think when I was Coaching, you know, club and, and province and stuff like that, you can get caught up in that emotion. But when you come into this where it's just game after game, you just don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. You just got to continue to get better and, and try and help develop your players. So you, you better,
0: better move better on quickly. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to the the best of luck of the weekend. We'll move on to um, the URC and Munster's game against Glasgow. We've probably been banging the drum for a couple of months about Treviso. Osprey, Scarlets, and Glasgow, those four games, how pivotal they were to put Munster in a position to maybe be in the playoffs before the last two games. So we've 16 games played and uh, Munster have won nine, lost seven. Um, Saturday was a big disappointment. Obviously, Glasgow were excellent and uh, they were very, very physical and powerful. They did a lot of their Scottish internationals back and... That first half performance was sublime from them. But when you look back at the performance of Munster and where what we've seen the last couple of months from them, they weren't at the races for some particular reason. And it was a very poor result, which now makes it really difficult for them. And most probably they need to go to South Africa now in a couple of weeks. I know they're there this weekend with the Champions Cup, but then they go back in a few weeks. Um, they've either got to they've got to win one of those games basically or else they're in danger of possibly missing out in Europe next year because in the table they've got to finish seventh you would imagine because um, one of the Welsh teams will take that eighth spot um, even if they're they're not they're not maybe not going to be in the top eight any of the Welsh teams but it looks like Cardiff um, will take the eighth spot one of them has to be in Europe so for Munster, yeah. they've got to finish at least 7th to be in in Europe for next year so they've given themselves a bit of a mountain to climb um we can go back and look at the start of the season and some of the losses there and 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 games they they probably the way they played from november onwards they probably would have won those some of those games at the start but it is what it is uh, they were beaten 38 26 they conceded five tries which is a lot of tries, and they conceded six again against the Scarlets the previous match. So 11 tries in two games. It's um, a poor return and uh, probably a bit of a hammer blow for this team because we've been talking them up, and rightly so, for the last few months. They've been really good. Um, what do you think went wrong? Just we'll have a quick synopsis and then we'll, we'll, we'll get the, the fans' reaction. What do you think went wrong at the weekend?
1: Yeah, it was it it was a funny one because I thought at times you know it's like when Glasgow scored the first try, once you had a huge amount of territory and possession in in Glasgow's half and looked quite dangerous on the ball and 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 then you get a sucker punch of a second try and they respond to that one quite well and then then all of a sudden you go in at half time and you find yourself four tries down we've. I, it was almost. I think Glasgow were so good that they they really attacked the amount of pace, and it's actually a really good probably uh, warm up for what's coming this weekend. I think because um, I I think that the 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 pace at which Glasgow attacked Munster will you know put them on the back foot a lot. But I feel like they were just so passive. They were so passive in terms of their line speed, their ability to fold around the corner, kind of working in ones or twos. I thought you know the, for the Glasgow, I think the second try. You know, players jumping out in the line, trying to make big hits and just leaving gaping holes, and um, yeah, and just inaccurate. I, th- I think is probably the, the 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 one thing. You know, I'd imagine they'd be very very frustrated after that. Yeah,
0: there's no doubt about it. It was uh, a silence crowd at halftime in Tolman Park, and um certainly wasn't what we've seen the last few months. What's the reaction from the fans? Uh We have a lot of people responded to my tweet yesterday that I put out. Uh, will you read out some of them there?
1: Yeah, look, first of all, I'm I'm going to read out one from uh, from David Mack. So he's a he's a Glasgow fan. He was said, it was a pleasure to attend the match. We've strengthened depth this year with all our Scottish internationals returning things of good. Munster comeback in the second half was superb, had us worried. Great stadium the fans. Hospitality suite was excellent. So I think that's definitely a, a brighter note for Munster. I think... You know, people are speaking about the defence. Richard Daly's talking about the last few games. It's a bit of a concern, plus the front row seems to be an ongoing challenge. Um, Shane McLaughlin seemed to be a massive disconnect with the players. Was it the break? He's not sure. A simple pass is not going to hand. Not doing the basics, line-out, scrum all poor, no base to work off. Need a big improvement for this week. I think... That's probably the biggest thing. You know, we speak all the time about platforms. We saw it with the women's squads again very similar to Monster. Just to have a platform from a set piece. It's very difficult to get any momentum when you're been pinged off the park from a scrummaging point of view or inaccurate uh line out where you're you're giving possession back to the to the opposition.
0: Yeah, their set piece was really poor. Um it was um you know, that execution around first phase ball, um something that um you know, Glasgow put brilliant pressure on them. And it's brilliant to have a, a Glasgow fan listening to the podcast or, or tuning in. But um obviously they would have been delighted with their performance at the weekend of their players. They were really good. At the energy they brought early on and the execution was superb. So a bit of a wake-up call, a learning curve for this Monster group after a positive couple of months. Yeah,
1: hugely. Uh Joe, attitude in the first half in particular with the breakdown, not good enough. They'll know that themselves need to bounce back versus the sharks. Shipping a lot of scores of late, and that needs to change. Um Ray O'Brien looks like they all celebrated the Grand Slam victory. The atmosphere, despite having a large crowd, seemed quite. I don't know. Is there too much expectation of an easy win against a strong Glasgow team? We didn't turn up first half and had too much to claw back in the second. Uh, DF Keen, John Ryan is a massive loss. The appears there appears to be an opinion out there that Munster can't scrum, and referees appear to believe that. Munster must get tough and smarter in the scrums, or other shortcomings last week can be overcome. Do you think there's a trend against Munster's scrum?
0: Um well it's the kind of pictures you 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 portray and, yeah. and what you deliver. I think um it can happen with referees where they speak to each other, they watch videos, they do their own analysis. Um I don't buy into that too much. Sometimes it's it can be it can happen that there's a perception in a referee's mind. But Glasgow had a dominant scrum the other night. Xander Fagerson, he's a Scottish international. He put Dave Kilcoyne under a lot of pressure um in that first half and Josh Richerly in the second half. So they were getting on the front foot, creeping forward, and it's it's that picture you present. It can happen. Um, and when people are even talking about that stuff online, you've got to make sure that you're you uh, kind of dispel that myth and that perception that's out there and that's the the best way to do that is being dominant and rock solid and presenting a you know a square picture as a prop so um it does happen a little bit but um yeah they've gotta and and they're gonna be tested incredibly tested this weekend, but I think any of the penalties the other night that we saw were. You, you couldn't argue against him, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Patrick Malotny, Frisch appears to be vital to this team. His absence left Munster with the young 10 with little game time playing at 12 and the usual 12 out of position at 13. Surely this is the issue, this is the end of Jack playing at 12. See, I still think there's a there's a space there from him. Uh, John McKay, a Leinster man roots and a Munster DNA living in London. Who could not love rugby and not be a Munster fan? Saturday was shocking. Hope it's a weird one-off, as we've been playing well. Worrying though, influence of Peter O'Mahony was definitely missed. He wouldn't have stood for it. Um, throwaway Casey, I think. Uh, Defence becoming a real worry. Even in recent wins against Scarlets and Benetton, there's been a large number of tries conceded once they came up against a very good Glasgow team they simply couldn't live with them attack is still strong but they need to plug that leaky defence um, Mibu after a pretty good run the wheels have come off spectacularly the Munster project is still very much in its its relatively early days I have confidence in the coaches and their ability to progress this new style Munster team but it's going to take time I wouldn't have said the wheels are coming off spectacularly I would have just said it was a, a bad loss and it would be interesting to see how they bounce back um another one after Saturday's result, a lot of people are commenting that we won't get a home quarter final. I think there's a real chance we won't make next season's champions cup if we don't get anything from our trip to South Africa, which is what you were you were saying earlier on there. Um I've won here, sorry, that you might um you might look at uh from Jared Wallace. Alan will remember back in the day. It's back in the day. Uh, We used to need a poor league performance before going back into the knockout stages of Europe with a heroic performance. The main positive I take from Saturday is the hope that history will repeat itself.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I do remember that at times when we did have a poor performance the week before Europe. Um, Not always, but um, I think the problem for Munster here, and it's stating the obvious, the damage is done at the start of the season. Yeah. And. It gives you no kind of wriggle room at all to to have one of these off days if you like and to t- to lose a match or two like this at this stage because um you know the, some some of the losses earlier on were really disappointing and 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 took away that 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 opportunity to have an off day not that you want one but um yeah. I think they knew what was on the line. I think one of the other things I would say as well is there's three games in five weeks. So they played the Ospreys 17th of February. Yeah. Um, it's Scarlet's momentum, the third killer. of March. And then in three weeks. So it's... Um, I'm not sure what happened in the three weeks that they... Did the players... Um, you know, there's been a real feel-good factor about the team. You know, we had Andy Kiriakou on last week and you could sense that positivity and... Um, and 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 where they're at at the moment um look they had an off day um i'd love if it was a league game this week rather than than champions cup you know because it's 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 going to be a hard couple of weeks but look there's the the sentiment there and and uh, the messages are very very similar i would say you know people are very disappointed um weren't sharp and hungry enough in in my opinion and and Johnny Fitz one of the tweeters there says the same just not sharp enough hungry enough very disappointing so uh, there's loads of other tweets we could read out apologies to, to, to people that we can't get to them all um, there is a sense of a little bit of shock and a setback here um, the podcast has been positive for weeks and weeks and weeks and we have talked we about doing. <laughs> you know what but look We'll move on from the tweets. Um, Hopefully, they can respond. Uh, It just shows people are care about the team. And there's no one slating anyone there. The concern and the worry is the leaky tries. Um, Now, if you look at the league table, Munster only second or second behind Leinster to um, tries uh, to points conceded, um, which you know points against 311. Leinster are two six five. So Munster second in points conceded in the whole table, which, which should, should would suggest they should be higher up the table. Um, but their points for is lower. It's three nine one or that uh, sorry, it's four two two. But it's in the last two matches the tries that are conceded are a little bit worrying and concerning which is something they've got to get right. Okay, let's move on just uh, from the tweets. Positives and negatives. For me, I usually throw these out and you can agree or disagree yeah. or add to them. Um, positives, uh, I, I suppose the reaction in the second half, um, you know, they, Munster scored four tries. They give themselves a shot at getting back as, you know, turning this around. But when you're 28 nil down, I think it's it's incredibly hard to... It's a big score, isn't it? I oh, think go
1: it was, That was us on Saturday too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really difficult. Kind of it When is. once we're 21 nil down, there are three tries conceded. I think they had a couple of sustained attacks near the Glasgow line, knocked the ball on, turned it over. If they could have got in at half time, 21-7, that's within reach and distance. Because look, Glasgow are a very good side and the players, you could start naming all their players. They're super players. Strong side Their mentality was really, really to start the game well and blow Munster away, and they did. I think the killer for them was the Violano try on 60 minutes. Um, That came from Munster making errors in their own half and falling off tackles. Um, That was the one that kind of really said, well, you're not getting back into it. But for Munster, look, they scored four tries in that second half. That's a positive. The negatives... Scrum was creaky, uh, problems there all night. The line-out execution poor as well, whether that's down to, it's probably down to a bit of decision-making, execution of throw, of lift, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, Glasgow's good defense. Um, that wasn't good enough. The one that kind of jumps out and which they have big control and which I'm sure, and I saw one of the videos there of um, Graham Rowntree's comments post-match. Online talking about the physicality and losing collisions and stuff like that, and maybe attitude. There are two two things that that's an individual responsibility, and then that feeds into the collective. So physicality was wasn't at the races, and we're not. I'm not talking about size here, and and one player being five kilos heavier, the opposition player being five. That wasn't the case. Five kilos heavier than a monster player. Munster still had a pretty big side. I think they had a lot more experienced Glasgow and international players playing for him. But the physicality and the attitude is something that irks me. Um, I'm not su- suggesting that Munster trained badly last week or the week before they had this blasé attitude that they just turn up. That doesn't happen. But there's a lot of players in that first half looking around, waiting for somebody else to make a hit, waiting for somebody else to carry a ball. Um not kind of pushing themselves to the levels that we've seen. So they were frustrating. And the energy, the overall energy that first half was, and I think you 23 players here who weren't at the races, uh, bar maybe one or two, maybe 20. Um And that will kind of lead us on to the start of the week in a minute. But if you have a lot of players who are just a tiny little bit off, not a conscious yeah. decision, it makes has a big effect, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, huge. I think it, it always becomes infectious across the team as well. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing as a coach when you see that happening unfolding because you can't really do anything about it. You know, you can tactically, uh, you can look at a game and, and think about a different game plan. You can, you know, talk about different stuff in relation to players and, and, and scrum and lineup. But when you're a little bit off and if the person next to you is a little bit off and the person beside them, that all adds up. But I just felt... Falling off tackles, not getting it's been so passive in the game in, in the defensive line, Charlie just frustrates the life out of any coach and um and you know, Glasgow are a really good side. But I think it, what what, I, what kind of frustrates me is small but it that that's a toma park. It's your home. Like that is you know, you get for that on the away trip, you're like, Okay, look, you know, it's away, it's tough to be there. But that's at home. Almost you know, a really good crowd. Um that was just, you know, disappointing from that aspect that it's, it's, it's coming down to an, a mental aspect as opposed to anything physical.
0: OK, well, we could stay in the game for a long time, but it's very obvious what...
1: But what... I wouldn't mind, Quinny, there were some really good tries scores from yeah. Munster. From really good ability to move the ball, looked like really good options. Sometimes you got a bit flat, I thought, and we were just getting smashed by a man and ball. Yeah and so if you, if you go to the
0: obvious ones like uh, scrum lineout and the physicality around the breakdown that was a problem so it was much better in the second half which you'd expect the yeah. reaction to come out um so that's that's something they can take from it and when they analyze it I think they'll find lots of lots of frustrating things guys falling off tackles timing line yeah. speed and there was a lot there it was too much was. to kind of go it's just one thing or one yeah. area um but they need to collectively try and fix that if we pick star of the week, um it's a tough one when you when you lose a game like this, which is disappointing. But um and it's hard to find you know performers there. I thought, look, for me, Craig Casey when he came on made a made a big difference. Um it's always easier to come on the field when you're down, in a sense that most likely, it's going to turn around some bit and there's going to be pace and tempo. You throw caution to the wind, but he was very good when he came on. He
1: was, the tempo, but also, like, he needs, like he, we need to understand too, like, things are a little bit sloppy then in relation to that, you know, sloppy in relation to the, the breakdown, sloppy in relation to a few other little bits. So, yeah, look, it was very interesting.
0: Um, but for me, if I was picking start of the week, whether you agree or not, and this comes down to honesty, attitude, work rate, more than doing anything special in the field, and that would be John Hodnett. Yeah. I think he, he was one player going off the field that could really hold his head up high and say that he he bust his balls for 80 minutes. And um, yeah. he was he was very, very... I suppose it's hard to kind of, even for him, I, you know, thinking <clears throat> oh, I, I played well as an individual coming off the field. I'm sure he was incredibly disappointed, but he was one that I would pick if I was picking star of the week this week. So what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, hugely. Look, I think you know, he's he has this ability that he's, he's always seven slash eight when he performs in terms of work rate. He never stops going. And then that little bit of extra is when teams are when when we're on top of the team and he gets the ball in space or he gets time on the jackal. That no, unfortunately it wasn't the case this weekend, but he's still you know, seven ish out of ten in relation to his work rate. He's constantly um, putting teams under pressure. He's helping. You know, his support lines are incredible. His ability at the breakdown is is so good. And, um, so yeah, I I don't think I could for, for a change. I don't, I'm not sure I can disagree with you.
0: Just one one other. There's been a few people, and before we'll move on to to look ahead because um, we we. <laughs> wrapping this game up and putting it to bed is something that I'm sure the players and coaches want to do it moves on quickly as you said as a coach Joey Carberry or Jack Crowley at 10 it's something that um, having the two players in the field obviously playing one at 12 and one at 10 um, I'm not sure it's working it did work at times in the the earlier rounds Uh, with Anton Frisch back this week um, Will Munster go back and, and have a straight choice between either Jack Crowley or Joey Carberry yeah. at 10
1: yeah they will definitely and I'd imagine Joey will be their man he's been around all season for them uh, because he's not been away internationally um, so yeah I, I can see Joey starting this weekend and you're bringing the likes of Crowley off the bench um, I it I do think that there is merit to having both of them on the park at the same time I do think Crowley is, is, has a huge amount of potential in that position for me, though, he just got very flat to the game line at times, so he couldn't do. We couldn't. We didn't get to see him express himself as that playmaking role. Um, but um, yeah, look, I, I do think there is merit for both of them. But I, I imagine it'll be uh, uh, Carberry, uh, Fecto, and uh, Frisch this weekend.
0: Okay, we'll wait and see. Um, looking ahead to the Champions Cup game versus the Sharks, Monster travelled out yesterday um, ahead of of that big game. It's a tough trip for him. It's a hard draw. Um, they've Conor Murray back in the squad, Peter O'Mahony back in the squad, Anton Frisch, they brought 28 players out to South Africa um, with them. Um, a similar question to what I what ask you to start, how hard is it to pick up players like this? Or will they be able to kind of self-manage and get their attitude right this week and train well and, and, and focus and get a performance, do you think?
1: Yeah, hugely. Look, it's different gravy this weekend. You're talking about a way to South Africa and Champions Cup. You know, you know yourself, things always go up a notch when you're up against teams that you're not really expected to beat in terms of on paper or in terms of form more than more than anything. I thought Sharks were really poor last weekend. I thought they were really, really poor. And um, and I think the Munster have a huge opportunity to, to go and win this game. Um, so I think knowing that, that they also, you know what I mean, that they have a lot that they can improve on themselves as a group but also knowing that um, expectation will pressure will be very different. Putting like likes of Peter O'Mahony, Conor Murray in, um, back into that mix as well. Two big, you, you know, two huge leaders that are, that are, can drive standards and and drive the way that Munster want to play. Um, and a, a bit of a hardened edge in relation to, you know, both of, uh, 100 caps or whatever for, for Ireland, you know what I mean? So... Um, Players of that caliber within this squad make a huge difference. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do. I do think that they'll you'll see a different mentality this weekend.
0: Yeah, you can't rely on Peter O'Man or Conor Murray to come back in and change attitude. They've got to do that themselves. And and I think it was a learning curve last weekend. I think they. It's a shame for them because you know, look, they've got a wake up call as well. Um, you're playing a, cha- a, a side this weekend. Look, if I name some of the players, I know people listening will know, but Oxen Che in the front row, Ombanami, the, the hooker for South Africa, Thomas DeToy, who played for Munster, Eben Etzebet, uh Sia Kalisi, uh, Vincent Chiduko, Chiduka, uh, uh Butalesi at number eight. That's a serious pack. And Van Heerden in the second row. That's serious strength, serious power. Uh, Hendricks at nine. Ma um, Pimpy you know Lucanu Am is back playing with them Werner Cock and the wing uh, both at Chamberlain full back that was the team that they picked last weekend against the Scarlets and I was a bit surprised when I looked because I saw the results they were beaten 32-20 by by the Scarlets which is you know a brilliant result for Scarlets there um, great performance from them Sharks were poor off it a little bit themselves. So they probably have their own kind of motivation to, to turn it around this week. But when you name some of those players, um, neve they're incredibly powerful, seasoned internationals. Once they're going to find um, a different Sharks team this weekend after their reaction, if we just go back to the Sharks results in the Champions Cup. Round one, they beat Quinn's 39-31 at home. They went to Bordeaux and they won 19-16 in round two. In round three, they beat Bordeaux 32-3 at home. And then they lost um, their fourth game, in, uh, 39-29 to Harlequins in London. So they three wins, one loss in those first first uh, pool, pool games. Um, are they a side that uh, do you think want to win this competition will be different this weekend? Are you expecting a different reaction from them?
1: Yeah, hugely. It was interesting. I met uh, the ref from that game in Cardiff afterwards, after our game, and he was very surprised at how poor they were in ter- not poor in terms of like poor um playing, but in terms of just cohesiveness. So I'm pretty sure sh- I'm pretty sure you're taking the simmers, you know to Munster in relation to the fact that they'll be, you know, at home and that'll be a huge lift for them. They don't have to travel. Traveling to Wales is a tough, tough a tough break for them. So That'll definitely stand to them. Um, and you'd imagine things will go up a notch in relation to what they're doing um, in ter- terms of um, knowing the Champions Cup is m- very much different to URC. It's going to be a huge, huge battle. and um, But I do think Munster have the ability to go and um, get a result there. I really do.
0: In, in warm conditions, it's 26, 27 degrees there at the moment. So Niall Scannell is back in the squad as well. I'm, I presume he will start. He'll certainly helped. Um he's been out for a couple of weeks so it'll be interesting I don't think there'll be too many changes I think the changes that probably you'll see are at hooker um, Connor Murray probably come back into the side um, we can debate the, the Craig Casey one Connor Murray who knows whether Craig Casey will start Connor Murray will be on the bench who knows um, and the out half one I have a sneaky feeling they go with Jack to you yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think Joey, Joey Carberry, the weekend, didn't, was quite deep at times again. And uh, look, you can't single out one player and I'm not trying to hear, but I I just don't know if it's if it's the way to go playing both of them together. Um, I think, you know, we have we saw it a bit at the start. Of the we'll see. Um, they've got to find a different a different level of aggression this week because if they don't yeah. start this game 100%. well. And stats can lie. If you look back at the stats of the match, again, the stats in your game, you, Munster um, at 60% possession, uh, You know, lots yeah. of defenders beaten, uh, 67% territory. If you look at these stats, one area that 16 missed tackles, Glasgow at 17, they were in the 20s, but it was just yep. those crucial clinical moments that Glasgow had in that first Edge half, place. yeah. And, and Munster's penalty count was seven; it was quite low. So the stats really aren't bad. It was just those pivotal moments early in that game in that first half that that um, that made the difference for for Glasgow. And again, uh, there's no excuses here. Glasgow were superb, and they've um, they've done a brilliant job there, and uh, they've put themselves. You would imagine. In the driving seat for that fourth spot in a home quarter final. Um, unless Munster go and win the two games in South Africa, I have to give a mention to Connacht because a number of weeks ago, they were out of the picture here and now they're up to sixth and four points behind Munster and they played yeah. Cardiff and Glasgow in their last. They have an easier running.
1: Well, they Very play Cardiff good. at
0: home and they're away to Glasgow. So you've yeah. got to tip your hat to Connacht and say, you know, Brilliant. they played Edinburgh at the weekend, Neve. They had yeah. all their internationals back and they blew Edinburgh away. Yeah, so, um, they
1: were good. I've got to yeah, see some
0: of the, so, their highlights. So. Anyway, yeah. they, they deserve credit for that. Okay, well, look, you've got to get back to training and get get going again and, and uh, pick the players up. Hopefully Munster can get a performance this week. Um, as I said, I wish it was a league game, but winning uh, and getting back on track could be brilliant for them. If they're beaten, um, I still think we need a performance. You need something you can take out of this because it's 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 going to be a really difficult game. For anyone going playing a team like that in South Africa irrespective of how they played in, in Wales last weekend they're going to be a different side this weekend um, hopefully Munster will be a different side as well and they can bounce back that's it for episode 64 of the Red 78 um, good luck for the rest of the week and particularly on Saturday you. in your match uh, Neve against France thank you again and uh, talk to you next week
1: thanks Gwenny.